No matter what the world is saying, truth will prevail. No matter what the devil is saying, truth will prevail. No matter what's going on in the world and all of the noise that we hear from day to day, truth will prevail. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Have you ever had times when your life was just filled with noise? Well, currently, that's what's happening in our society. There's so much noise that we can't discern what's true and what's false. Well, today, Pastor Jones shares a message on helping us to be able to sift through the noise of life. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. I pray God's blessings upon you on today, and I pray that God has been blessing you and will continue to bless you greatly and richly. And I pray also that you might receive a blessing from the word in which we share on today. So let's begin by reading our text, which can be found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9 through 13. That's 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. Beginning at verse 9, it reads, There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. And I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then the voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Amen. I want to share today from the subject of sifting through the noise. Sifting through the noise. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you now. We thank you. We give glory and honor to your name. Fathers, in that precious and wonderful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we come to you on today. Asking God that you would bless us, O oh God, through this word. Asking God that you would fill us, O oh God, with what we stand in need of. And I pray, Father, that you would anoint me afresh. That you would use me, God, for your will and for your glory. Have your way, Father. Have your way. And I ask God that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Sifting through the noise. You see, there's a lot of noise in our world today. And politically, we have people on the right saying one thing and people on the left saying something else. You have medical experts who are giving us a dire warning about the pandemic and the, the things that could happen if we open our country back up too fast. And, and then you have folk that are saying that there's nothing to worry about. We, we're just making a bunch of noise for no reason that, that this thing isn't as bad as people say it is. But in recent days, they have gone through a flip-flop, and uh, some of our politicians have said that the previous administration didn't leave a plan behind to help this administration to deal with the pandemic that we're facing. 
But it was only when they found pushback from the previous administration that they came out and told the truth and said, well, actually, they did leave a plan behind. You see, there's blame being pointed out and spread out all across the, the world that we live in. This person is blaming that person. This country is blaming that country. You know, everybody's pointing the finger and saying that it's somebody else's fault that we're going through what we're going through. Well, the truth of the matter is, yes, this thing came upon us rapidly and suddenly. Yes, there may have been warning signs, but there wasn't really a whole lot we would have been able to do. We may have been able to slow this thing down. We may have been able to avert as many people getting infected as it has been, but there really isn't a whole lot that we could have done. But I want us to understand that in all of the noise that we're hearing and, and, and everything that's been hitting our ears, we've got to find a way to get truth. We got to find a way to hear through all the noise, to sift through all of the noise, to find truth. And that's why I'm here at this text on today because Elijah gives us an example of how God can speak to us and, and how we can go through all the noise and hear the voice of God. See, 1 Kings 19 gives us an account of a prophet, Elijah, dealing with the noise and threat of Jezebel. You see, Jezebel has threatened Elijah's life and, and she's told him that he's, she's going to put him to death when she catches up with him. So Elijah begins to run, and, and I'm always fascinated as to why he ran, because when I think about Elijah, this is a man who, who prayed that it would not rain, and the rain did not come. This is a man who, who told a widow to feed him, and, and she only had very little, to, and in fact, she was going to mix what she had together and go ahead and eat it and look forward to dying. But he came in and in faith in God, he was able to get this woman's life sustained because God showed up in that moment of faith that he and this woman had and God supplied abundantly. But this is also a man who, who stretched out on a young lad who had died and, and that young lad came back to life. And this is also the same man who single-handedly confronted 850 prophets on the false prophets on a mountaintop and came out victorious. And then I asked myself again, how is it that this man with so much faith, with so many incidents where God has moved and worked on his side, how could he be on the run from a single noisy threat from someone by the name of Jezebel? Well, when I think about that, it helps me to understand that we too find ourselves in that same position sometimes. We too find ourselves allowing the noise of life to shut us down and to gain power over us. You see, when we allow the noise of life to, to come back in, in our eardrum and, and to come at us in such a way that we find ourselves not being able to function and move in life, not being able to discern truth from fallacy. When we think about what we're dealing with today, we got a lot of noise. There's a lot of falsehood being shared. There's a lot of false statements being made. We need to understand and know what is true. And today, I want to help us to understand how we can sift through all the noise, sift through all the little he say, she say, and get to the place where we hear the voice of truth. You see, we must position ourselves to hear from God in order to discern truth from fallacy. And as we position ourselves to hear from God so that we can discern truth from fallacy, 
we must engage in three things. First, we got to do this. We got to position ourselves to hear. We position ourselves to hear, first of all, the voice of God. And how do we do that? We position ourselves to hear the voice of God by exercising some spiritual disciplines. We exercise reading and studying the word of God. We spend time in prayer and spend time listening to God speak back to us. You see, all of our time in prayer shouldn't be spent simply speaking to God, but some of the time that we spend in prayer should be spent listening to hear the voice of God speak back to us. Yes, don't spend all of your time petitioning God and then just get up and walk away, but spend some time sitting and listening for God to speak back to you. Then we spend time in fasting. Fasting helps us to draw closer to God. Fasting also helps us to hear the voice of God. But then we also spend time in worship. Worship is when we share and express our adoration, our love, and our devotion to God. Worship is where we can really connect with God and express what it is that we're feeling on the inside and how we appreciate what God is doing in our life. And we also can find and hear that voice when we get into a place that's isolated. If we notice in our text that Elijah found himself in an isolated cave where he could hear clearly now, there, the noise is stopped. There, there is no longer any noise around him. He's now in a place where he's simply by himself. And as soon as he gets into this place where he's by himself, then we hear the word of the Lord has come to him and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Then the voice of the Lord says, Go out into the mouth of the cave because my presence is passing by. It reminds us of Moses when Moses said, God, let me see your glory. And God said, you can't handle seeing my glory, but you can see my afterglow. And so God allowed Moses to see his afterglow. But he, here he asked Elijah to come to the mouth of the cave so that I might present myself to you. And when we see that, we understand that we also can position ourselves to hear from God because we need to follow God's direction. When we hear from God, we've got to listen to what he's saying and then follow the direction that God is giving. You see, we can't put importance on hearing from God just to get up and do nothing or just to get up and do the wrong thing. If we're putting so much importance on hearing from the Lord, then that means we ought to spend some time in doing what we've heard or following the instruction that God has possibly given us in our time of seeking him. But when we think about this thing, we go into his presence to hear his voice and to get direction from him, but it's also in his presence and in an isolated place as we exercise spiritual discipline that we find ourselves experiencing the presence of the Lord. You see, his presence adds, aids us in knowing what is true and what is wrong. His presence aids us in knowing what's true and what's false. God can aid us when he shows up in his presence. See, have you ever been somewhere and, and you knew that you were in the right place because when you got there, you just felt like this was right. You just felt and you could sense that this was where God wanted you to be. Well, that's the thing that we have to find in our life, that place where we can go and, and be isolated with God because we've been in the spiritual discipline, we've been reading our word, we've been praying, we've been fasting, and, and we've been worshiping God, and, and we're in an isolated place, and God speaks to us, and he gives us a word, and he may direct us to go to a place. And when we find ourselves in that place he's directed us to, we know that it's the right place. We know that this is the true place that he wants us to be because we feel his presence. 
Elijah knew by that time that he was in the right place because he could sense and feel the presence of the Lord there. You see, we are in a time where truth matters and, and there is only one voice of truth that needs to be heard right now. And there's only one voice of truth that is never failing. And that is the voice of God. God's voice is the only voice that always speaks true. God's voice is the only voice that always speaks things that are right, pure, lovely, and true. So when we think about hearing, we need to position ourselves to hear the voice of God. Through all of the noise that we have going on in our world, we got to put every effort in to positioning ourselves to hear from the Lord. The second thing that I want us to see out of our text that we need to engage in, we need to understand the power in listening. Yes, there is power in listening. You see, some people realize how important the ear is. You see, the, the enemy realizes how important the ear is. Take, for instance, the TV and the radio station. They play the same commercials over and over again. And the reason they do so, they know that by repetition, if we keep putting this in your ear gate, if we keep playing this over and over and over again, somehow we may influence you to do what we want you to do. So they understand that if we could just capture your ear gate, we'll be able to have influence in your life. Politicians understand this. That's why you often hear them talking what we call sound bites. Yeah, they throw out catchy phrases or, or they throw out quick statements that will catch your eardrum, quick statements that will get your attention. Now, are they true or false? Sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're false. A lot of times they're false. But what happens is they know that if I can put this quick sound bite out, it's hard for you to unhear it. It's hard for you to forget what you've heard. So they try to get your ear by putting out a quick sound bite. Hopefully it will catch your attention and that you will buy into what they have to say. So we understand that what we do and when we think about this, we, we think about the Garden of Eden. Think for a moment. Adam and Eve are in the garden. The serpent comes along and he gets Eve's ear. And, and as a result of getting Eve's ear, the serpent is also able to get Adam's ear because Eve shares with her husband the very same falsehood that the snake, the serpent shared with her. So because of the serpent's ability to get one ear, he's able to get two people to fall and find themselves bringing sin into the world. Simply by someone gaining the ear of of an individual. And yes, and I found this quote that some people have uh, ascribed to a, uh, a Nazi uh, propagandist, and it says, a lie told one time is still a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes truth. Some people understand if I say it long enough, if I say it loud enough, you'll begin to believe it. There's a lot of things that have circulated through our society and a lot of things that have been said that have been simply false. But people have said it long enough. People have said it loud enough. And because they said it long enough and loud enough, people have begun to say that it is true. And in actuality, it is false. You see, when we turn off the noise and, and position ourselves to hear from God, we can regain our power. You see, it was the, the cave experience that allowed God to recalibrate Elijah's ear. You see, the isolation separated him from the noise. And, and, and the experience taught Elijah that no matter what you're hearing, you need to discern if I'm in it. Oh, catch that right there. You need to discern if I am in it. 
Yes, you need to discern if I am is in the midst of what you're hearing. If you don't discern that God is in the midst of what you're hearing, if you don't discern that there is some truth here, then you don't need to listen to the noise that is around you. Yes, we got to be people that are careful about what we allow into our ear gate. We got to be careful about what we're hearing because not everything that we hear is true. But when I get myself familiar with the truth of God's word, the God's word shares a whole lot of truth that are still relevant in our world today. And when we learn truth through God's word, it's going to be hard to be deceived out there in the world because we know what truth sounds like. See, there are times that we speak loud and we speak with no substance. We, we speak loud and we speak long enough and we keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, but they have no substance to them. They have no truth in them, but because they've been said long enough and because they've been said loud enough, people have believed what has been said. And therefore, they have allowed that saying, that lie, to have power and authority over their life. We can't afford to allow the noise to have power over our lives. Final thing that I want to share out of our text is this. Respond only to the voice of truth. You see, we can't respond to every noise and every voice that we hear. When you look at the text, it tells us that Elijah was told to go to the mouth of the cave. And it says that the wind came and it blew great. It tells us that the earthquake came and shook the mountaintop. It tells us that a fire came. But in each case, it says, but God was not in it. And then there was the soft, still voice. In that whisper, Elijah recognized the voice of God. But when we think about the text and how it brings in the wind and the earthquake and the fire, those are ways that God has used in the past. Those are ways that God has shown up in the past. Remember the Red Sea experience when God showed up as the east wind who parted the Red Sea. Remember the earthquake that shook the walls of Jericho. Remember the fire that swept the mountaintop of Mount Sinai. Those were ways that God has shown up in the past. And because God showed up in the past in those forms, sometimes we can get caught up thinking God will show up that way every single time. And that's what Elijah found out on this mountaintop, that the ways that God has shown up in the past, the ways that God has, has spoken in the past might not be the same way that he's speaking to us today. I'm so glad that Elijah recognizes that God wasn't in the first three, but he was able to discern when he heard that soft, still voice that this was God, that God was in the midst of this soft, still voice. Don't get it wrong. Don't think that God always shows up in a soft, still voice either. He may whisper today, but he may shout tomorrow. We don't know how he's going to show up, but the one thing that we need to do is to look and see if God is in the midst of what we're hearing. Do we hear God in the midst of it? You see, a lot of times the, the noise can distract you from the voice of God or it can distract you from the voice of truth. A lot of the noise we hear is simply noise to distract us. A lot of the things that are being put out in the media today are simply put out there to distract us from what's really happening. 
to distract us from what really is going on, to distract us from what really is happening in our society. Think about this. Usually when there is a, a killing of some uh, African-American or, or some other person of color, the first thing that they do is they go and find that person's arrest record if they have one. And they put that out there. That is a way of putting noise out there to distract from the truth. In so many of these cases, we are seeing the videos and, and we're seeing that it looks very cut and clear that this person who shot this person or this person who killed that person was in the wrong. But when the noise gets put out there, it changes the perspective. And it changes the perception of what we think we saw. But many of us understand that the voice of truth is still speaking. That the voice of truth, no matter how much noise you try to put out there, I still see the voice of truth. And we must be the people who only respond to the voice of truth. We only respond to those facts of truth. When we start responding by the noise that we're hearing, we've, we're going to find ourselves again being deceived. We're going to find ourselves again losing our power because we've been listening to the voice of distraction rather than the voice of truth. And you see, this is the thing. Noise is created and it comes to be a distraction. It's created to take away from truth. It's created to cloud the picture. Noise is used to get us as far away from the truth as they can possibly get us. You see, there is a voice of truth speaking through the noise in every situation. I don't care what the situation is, there is a voice of truth speaking through every situation. It's kind of ironic that the, the very last, uh, one of the last killings that we experienced by, at the hands of a citizen's arrest, found the video comes out later. The voice of truth is always speaking. The voice of truth is always available to us. But we've got to position ourselves to hear the voice of truth so that it does not rob us of our power in truth. And as a result, we then have to respond to that truth. And as we respond to the voice of truth, we got to learn to discern the voice of God and make true actions based upon what we've heard from God. When we go into our lives and we go out there and we're hearing all of this noise and the noise is speaking so loud and the noise is absolutely deafening sometimes. But we got to do whatever it takes to get the voice of truth. Yes, I've got to fall on my knees and pray that I might hear the voice of God. Yes, I've got to spend some time in the word and reading the word of God that I might be able to discern truth from fallacy, that I might be able to turn truth from error. Yes, I've got to stay in position and maybe I need to fast so that I can hear from the Lord so that God can speak clearly to me. So that I know what the Lord is saying in the world that we're living in. I know that the Lord is speaking through the noise. And, and if we sift through the noise, we can hear the voice of God. If we sift through the noise, we can hear clear voice of truth coming out loud and clear. Jesus shows us how to sift through this noise that we're having in our life. Jesus shows us how to sift through the noise of life. See, they talked about him and, and they talked all kind of noise about Jesus, but, but that didn't stop Jesus. You know, they, they said he was a troublemaker. They, they said he was a, a lawbreaker. 
lawbreaker. They, they said that he was a false prophet. They, they said he worked the miracles that he worked by the hands of Beelzebub, the devil. They, they said that he was demon-possessed. You see, they said all kind of noise about Jesus. They said that he was lying about who his father was. You know, but, but Jesus didn't let the noise get to him because he was walking in truth. Jesus didn't let the noise get to him because of what they were saying. He didn't let the noise invade his life to the point that it robbed him of his power. And, and whenever Jesus began to hear the noise too loudly, whenever the noise began to get too loud in his world, what Jesus would do was go and find himself an isolated place and talk to the Father. What Jesus was simply doing was recalibrating and realigning himself in the power of his God. He was realigning himself with the Father so that he would have that continuous power and that continuous voice of truth running in his life. You see, because Jesus sifted through the noise, he was able to fulfill the assignment that he was sent here for. You see, the noise said, you don't need to go to the cross, but, but truth said, the world needs a savior. See, the noise said that the people are not worthy of your death, but, but truth says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, the noise said that you can uh, call on a legion of angels and, and they'll come and they'll rescue you from this cross situation. But the truth says, the, the Father, in, in your, to your hands, I commit my spirit. You see, the noise said Jesus had been defeated and he was dead forever. But the truth says, uh, early Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand and all authority. You see, no matter what the noise is saying, no matter what the noise in your world is telling you, no truth will prevail at the end. Know that truth will prevail at the end of every situation because no matter what the world is saying, truth will prevail. No matter what the devil is saying, truth will prevail. No matter what's going on in the world and all of the noise that we hear from day to day, truth will prevail. We got to understand that truth is on our side. And if we'll just humble ourselves, go into the presence of God, begin to exercise some spiritual discipline, pray fast, reading our word, listening to the voice of God, worship, and encounter the presence of God. We can hear the voice of truth speaking loudly and clearly, clearly through all of the nonsense that's happening in our world. Know that God is here to give us guidance and direction. And that he wants us to be people who speak truth and people who walk in truth. And when we know truth, we operate in truth. And when we respond in the way that God desires us to respond, and that is in a way of truth, we can make sure that truth finds its way into this world that we're living in. And we began to make the noise go away. But it starts with us sifting through the noise. Now, maybe you're here today and there's some noise in your life. Noise is telling you that there's nothing that's going to be good for you. They're telling that you're not. The noise is telling you that there's no way out of your situation. The truth is, there is a way out. His name is Jesus. The truth is, there's a Savior that loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. His name is Jesus. And if you would hear the voice of truth right now, as I speak to you, if you would hear the voice of truth right now, that voice of truth is telling you that you need a Savior. That voice of truth is telling you that you need someone to aid you in this life that you live. You need someone to clear your sin debt. 
and his name is Jesus. So I ask you today, would you consider making Jesus Christ your Lord? Would you consider accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? The scripture tells us that we are saved by grace alone, by faith alone, and not of our works. We are saved simply by our faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you want to be saved, you pray along with me. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that I come to you. I want to ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, O oh God, for the wrongs that I've done. God, cleanse me by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for my sins. And I believe that he rose again from the dead and now sits in heaven at your right hand. And because of his atoning work on the cross, I accept him as Lord and Savior. I accept him now by faith. And I ask now, God, that you would come into my life, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, that you would Forgive me and cleanse me of my sins. I thank you, God, for saving me. I thank you, God, for redeeming me. I thank you, God, for cleansing me of my sins. I thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ, who is now my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you drop us a line at the email below? And let us know that you have gotten saved on today. I pray God's continued blessings upon you. And I pray that you'll be able to sift through the noise and hear the true voice of God. God bless you. And no matter what you're hearing, you need to discern if I'm in it. Oh, catch that right there. You need to discern if I am. You need to discern if I am is in the midst of what you're hearing. And if you don't discern that God is in the midst of what you're hearing, and if you don't discern that there is some truth here, then you don't need to listen to the noise that is around you. Yes, we got to be people that are careful about what we allow into our ear gate. We got to be careful about what we're hearing because not everything that we hear is true. But when I get myself familiar with the truth of God's word, the God's word shares a whole lot of truth that are still relevant in our
and how it brings in the wind and the earthquake and the fire. Those are ways that God has used in the past. Those are ways that God has shown up in the past. Remember the Red Sea experience when God showed up as the east wind who parted the Red Sea. Remember the earthquake that shook the walls of Jericho. Remember the fire that swept the mountaintop of Mount Sinai. Those are ways that God has shown up in the past. And because God showed up in the past in those forms, sometimes we can get caught up thinking God will show up that way every single time. And that's what Elijah found out on this mountaintop, that the ways that God has shown up in the past, the ways that God has, has spoken in the past might not be the same way that he's speaking to us today. I'm so glad that Elijah recognizes that God wasn't in the first three. But he was able to discern when he heard that soft, still voice that this was God. That God was in the midst of this soft, still voice. Don't get it wrong. Don't think that God always shows up in a soft, still voice either. He may whisper today, but he may shout tomorrow. We don't know how he's going to show up, but the one thing that we need to do is to look and see if God is in the midst of what we're hearing. Do we hear God in the midst of it? You see, a lot of times the, the noise can distract you from the voice of God, or it can distract you from the voice of truth. A lot of the noise we hear is simply noise to distract us. A lot of the things that are being put out in the media today are simply put out there to distract us from what's really happening to distract us from what really is going on, to distract us from what really is happening in our society. Think about this. Usually when there is a, a killing of some uh, African-American or, or some other person of color, the first thing that they do is they go and find that person's arrest record if they have one. And they put that out there. That is a way of putting noise out there to distract from the truth. In so many of these cases, we are seeing the videos and, and we are seeing that it looks very cut and clear that this person who shot this person or this person who killed that person was in the wrong. But when the noise gets put out there, it changes the perspective. And it changes the perception of what we think we saw. But many of us understand that the voice of truth is still speaking. That the voice of truth, no matter how much noise you try to put out there, I still see the voice of truth. And we must be the people who only respond to the voice of truth. We only respond to those facts of truth. When we start responding by the noise that we're hearing, we've, we're going to find ourselves again being deceived. We're going to find ourselves again losing our power. Because we've been listening to the voice of distraction rather than the voice of truth. And you see, this is the thing. Noise is created and it comes to be a distraction. It's created to take away from truth. It's created to cloud the picture. Noise is used to get us 
as far away from the truth as they can possibly get us. You see, there is a voice of truth speaking through the noise in every situation. I don't care what the situation is, there is a voice of truth speaking through every situation. It's kind of ironic that the, the very last, uh, one of the last killings that we experienced about at the hands of a citizen's arrest, found the video comes out later. The voice of truth is always speaking. The voice of truth is always available to us, but we've got to position ourselves to hear the voice of truth so that it does not rob us of our power in truth. And as a result, we then have to respond to that truth. And as we respond to the voice of truth, we got to learn to discern the voice of God and make true actions based upon what we've heard from God. When we go into our lives and we go out there and we're hearing all of this noise and the noise is speaking so loud and the noise is absolutely deafening sometimes. But we got to do whatever it takes to get the voice of truth. Yes, I've got to fall on my knees and pray that I might hear the voice of God. Yes, I've got to spend some time in the Word and reading the Word of God that I might be able to discern truth from fallacy, that I might be able to turn truth from error. Yes, I've got to stay in position, and maybe I need to fast so that I can hear from the Lord, so that God can speak clearly to me, so that I know what the Lord is saying than the world that we're living in. I know that the Lord is speaking through the noise, and, and if we sift through the noise, we can hear the voice of God. If we sift through the noise, we can hear clear voice of truth coming out loud and clear. Jesus shows us how to sift through this noise that we're having in our life. Jesus shows us how to sift through the noise of life. See, they talked about him, and, and they talked all kind of noise about Jesus, but, but that didn't stop Jesus. You know, they, they said he was a troublemaker. They, they said he was a, a law breaker. They, they said that he was a false prophet. They, they said he worked the miracles that he worked by the hands of Beelzebub, the devil. They, they said that he was demon possessed. You see, they said all kind of noise about Jesus. They said that he was lying about who his father was, you know, but, but Jesus didn't let the noise get to him because he was walking in truth. Jesus didn't let the noise get to him because of what they were saying. He didn't let the noise invade his life to the point that it robbed him of his power. And, and whenever Jesus began to hear the noise, too loudly. Whenever the noise began to get too loud in his world, what Jesus would do was go and find himself an isolated place and talk to the Father. What Jesus was simply doing was recalibrating and realigning himself in the power of his God. He was realigning himself with the Father so that he would have that continuous power and that continuous voice of truth running in his life. You see, because Jesus sifted through the noise, he was able to fulfill the assignment that he was sent here for. You see, the noise said you don't need to go to the cross, but, but truth said the world needs a savior. See, the noise said that the people are not worthy of your death, but, but truth says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, the noise said that you can uh, call on a legion of angels and, and they'll come and they'll rescue you from this cross situation, but the truth says the, the father in, in your, to your hands, I commit my spirit. You see, the noise said Jesus had been defeated and he was dead forever but the truth says uh, early Sunday morning he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand and all authority you see no matter what the noise is saying no matter what the noise in your world is telling you no truth will prevail at the end know that truth will prevail at the end of every situation because no matter what the world is saying truth will prevail no matter what the devil is saying truth will prevail no matter what's going on in the world and all of the noise that we hear from day 
today, truth will prevail. We got to understand that truth is on our side. And if we'll just humble ourselves, go into the presence of God, begin to exercise some spiritual discipline, pray fast, reading our word, listening to the voice of God, worship, and encounter the presence of God, we can hear the voice of truth speaking loudly and clearly, clearly through all of the nonsense that's happening in our world. Know that God is here to give us guidance and direction and that he wants us to be people who speak truth and people who walk in truth. And when we know truth, we operate in truth. And when we respond in the way that God desires us to respond, and that is in a way of truth, we can make sure that truth finds its way into this world that we're living in. And we began to make the noise go away. But it starts with us sifting through the noise. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.